inside his own. You can fight it. There's the bounce, Somerville, and there's the siren. Victory for the Bombers. But in the end, you'll fail. Kevin Sheedy joins Dick Reynolds as the most successful club in over 100 years at this famous club. The red and black runs through you. and rich in history that no club can match. Looking for a mark here. We have clubs in the AFL, the VFL, the VFLW and the brand new Wheelchair Football League. Four clubs, one goal. Join Liam and Andrew for your weekly Essendon fix. Reviews, previews of all four clubs right here on the Flying Up podcast. The other teams, they don't fear. They all try their best, but they can't get near as the bombers fly on. This is the Flying Up Podcast with Liam and Andrew. And after a big, big win yesterday. Yes. How are you feeling? How's your big night drinking all that orange juice as a celebration? I'm pumped. We're not a sin. You can say what I was... Doing hard drugs as a celebration. <laughs> oh, <laughs> heaps of cocaine. Are um, we on sin? The acid, the acid treatment. Nice, I like it. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like Wurzel did whatever it took, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he really did. He Gave, really did. Gave Herdy a call. Be like, hey, Herdy, what's <laughs> up, mate? <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Stephen has accepted your friend request. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm on cloud nine. I've oh, forgotten all oh, the troubles of the world. Nine, yeah. I am. So, look, I have not felt this good in years. I thought. I, I I thought it was just winter. I thought I was coming down with some terrible sickness. My back was aching. I was staring at the ground as I walked. A cold breeze blew through my bones every minute of the day. But yesterday just seems to have uh, filled every Essence supporter with new life. What an extraordinary match. Uh, I, I look, for those who are still celebrating, you, uh, for those who probably won't be listening to this podcast because you are still celebrating, this is the Flying Up podcast where we look at all things Essendon. Uh, and and spoilers, last night, there's not much to talk about. No, no, there's because there's been every, every there's been just buys all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's been more buys than than a Simon and Garfunkel concert. Reference to Bye by Love. You'll get it. Uh, you'll understand when you're older. Ah, uh, the eighty year olds. <laughs> That's for you. We 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 got this exclusive American eighty year old demographic. <laughs> <laughs> this this folk yeah. this hippie baby boomer demographic. So let's um, quickly go, go run through scores. It was six sixteen fifty two to twelve eight eighty. And for once, Essendon was the eighty. Yes, yes, has never scored eight in their entire history. Wow, it's a first for everything. Um, but what a, what a, it was a great game. It was from the start as well, and I thought it was probably Jake Stringer's best game for the club. Yeah, I'd agree. And he didn't do much after his three goals, but it was those three goals that set the tone. Mm. And that's what you brought him in for. Yeah. Uh, I think um, what was even probably Essendon to a degree had um, too much high hope. They wanted him to be, you know, 50 touches, 1,000 goals a game type person. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was never going to be his thing. You know, he had... A total of 11 touches, but he kicked three goals too. Yeah. That's yeah. A, and that's what you need. That's all you need in the game. Exactly. And, like, the fact that he was able to kick them from far away as well, I didn't mm. think, looking at the heat map, he didn't get anywhere near the um, anywhere near the sort of 30-meter mark. He managed to, I think he kicked all his goals from outside 30 meters, and some of them on quite weird angles. There was that one, the second goal he kicked was when uh, when Tiffin Woody sort of ran it down through 
through, through yes, towards yes. the forward, hand passed it across to Stringer, who has been pushed back by f- Fremantle players, basically kicked it over his head. Fremantle players. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know what they were doing there. <laughs> I thought, and then after they got off the ground, the West Coast players started chasing. It was like the Benny Hill show. Uh, the West Coast players were being pushed into the side. He kicked it over his head and got a goal. And that's the stringer. I oh know that's the stringer from, um, the from the Western Bulldogs and the stringer that I think has been what Essendon fans have been wanting to see all year. All year. So that was yeah. He won the, yeah he if won he can do that, package. if he can do that every week, if he can just get the first three goals and then just retire and have a quiet one, that's enough, isn't it? Oh, a couple of quiet ones, yeah. <laughs> a couple of quiet ones on the bench. No, <laughs> it's the Gatorade, I swear. It's, yeah, oh. it's, uh, it's weird how they had a bar. <laughs> the t- and there was Jeff at the back yeah. saying, so yeah. you never guess who came. I cut the spoke to Strigger. Um, well, but see, too bad Optus, um, Optus Stadium shut down after like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all those lights on the, ro- on yeah. the roof because of power outage. And Pretty much. Um, that um, they, said that they said they're fixing it. So um, we've got to head over to SBS Stadium. And <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because when Optus came out, all that was left was the SBS <laughs> in the title. <laughs> um, the other, uh, Stringer wasn't the only person who got three goals from Essendon. Smith also had an absolute uh, shellacking. He got three goals. Uh, shellacking, that means nil. he got his ass kicked. But also twenty three, uh, also twenty three disposals, which is pretty good, and fourteen kicks. So he was, he was really all over the ball, wasn't he? And uh, you know, he, he just seemed to be at in the action the whole time. He was, I think he, he tackled, uh, he tackled one of West Coast forwards. Did he? Well, that's good on him. And then managed, and then he was seriously. There was one case where he seriously tackled one of West Coast forwards in, the, in our defence, managed to disappeared for a few minutes, and then was a target up in the forward fifty. And got a goal off that. So he well, was just, he's like a ghost, just appears and disappears. We'll talk about Devon Smith a bit later on. But I feel it's just that, you know, uh, Elliot Yo from West Coast, right? Yeah. In the WA media, for some reason, they've compared him to Nathan Fife. Do you see any Fife about him? I just see zero. He no. plays nothing like Fife. I don't get the comparison. No, no. He has, uh, he doesn't even, he has an E in his name. That's about the, that's about the most of yeah. a comparison. He, he even plays a very different style of game to Fife. Yeah, then. You know, Fife's a very um, high-flying midfield. Yeah. You know, tough as all hell. And Yo's not Fife. He's no. not Fife. That's no. He's so strong. Yeah, it's, it's a dumb comparison to make there. Yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, well, this isn't the West Coast Fremantle podcast. This is the oh, save your rants about West sorry. Coast for another. So I'll, I'll let I'll let you brag about the win. We managed to shut him down though, didn't we? Yes, Ro. yes, yes. Like Rowe could have been a bit of a Rowe could have been a real threat in that midfield, mm. particularly as I'd argue that our midfields are perhaps a little bit. A little bit slow to start than the rest of the team, but we. But even so, they still managed over. And I think, I think. But then again, they managed to shut down all the West Coast players last night. The fact that they didn't, we should say they didn't have Kennedy and Darling and Darling. That's no excuse. There was no Danaher, and we'll get again. We'll get to Danaher a bit later. Yeah. There was no Danaher. There was no Zarak or um, Parish, and Parish no. even got dropped as well. Yeah. Um. And they, uh, how they managed to win without Zaharakis and Danaher in particular. No, mm. no, and then one. And James Shield didn't play either. He's been, you know. Yeah. Mr. Lloydy. Who we, we call him? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was yeah. I, I, yeah. So I think both teams were probably evenly matched and disadvantaged players. Mm. Um, and once again, Essendon had more kicks and handballs, which usually ends up with them winning. Mm. Yeah, that's an, it, it's, it's interesting. Interesting how true that cliche of them over handballing is. And yeah, they in fact they had much fewer handballs this time, 150. Yeah, which is less than the usual 230 average. 
They, I think that I think that that translate even when you're watching the game, you could see that they were playing a much more fluid style of game. They had space the whole time. They had targets in the forward fifty. They never felt like they were under pressure. Quite the opposite. They always felt like they put West Coast on pressure, didn't they? Mm. It was nice to be able to. Not, it was quite a relaxing match to watch because, uh, apart from the fact that we were so far in front, it was also nice to be able to just not have them constantly in contest, which is why the other matches have been so exhausting. But so do you, I do you think though? The AFL be annoyed, not annoyed, but the fact that the game was such a blowout in the end. No. Um, no. Well, well uh, yeah, I mean, if it well, was the other way around, it'd be boring, but the fact that Essendon managed to succumb. Okay, now, now, open both eyes. Don't be one eye for this question. Open both. I'm trying to. Yeah, you can't. Give motorbike give it a shot. It's been difficult. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm seeing you now with two eyes. It's hideous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, go on, sorry. That's why yeah. I wear a bag over my head. Um, but the fact that the soccer started at 10, so I think that was halfway, I think the start of the last quarter, three-quarter mm. time. Oh, exactly, I think three-quarter time. Um, the game was such a blast, so a lot of people would have turned off. Yeah, like, a lot of West Coast fans would have turned off. Well, you know, you know, this might come as a surprise, but a lot of Victorians don't like Essendon either, so... Yeah, I, 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 you've got these things that you think Essendon's like the the love. Everyone loves Essendon. They they like the doggies. You know how everyone loved the doggies in twenty sixteen. Yep. Yeah, you. I feel like you think Essendon's that, but they're not. No, no. I don't. I don't. But I don't think we're as hated as Hawthorne or. Well, no one's hated as Hawthorne. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just more to the point. I mean, even even if if I saw say Carlton beating, um, beat if I saw Carlton beating West Coast and West Coast as much as I violently hate Carlton I'd still I wouldn't necessarily support them but I'd be yeah, but fascinated got, to got, watch it the soccer playing now the soccer is about to start the well, big game against Denmark but there's no real there was no crossover though the game was finished before no it was three quarter time when the game started was it? yeah that's what I'm saying would the AFL be annoyed because ah. the viewers wouldn't want to you know there was no reason for the viewers to stay unless you go for Essendon well see I thought the match started I mean the kickoff was 10 and I was pretty sure that, that the, I, 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 I no, guess. I was either the start of the last quarter or like just into the yeah, last quarter. So there's a little bit of crossover. Yeah, but, but it, yeah. But I mean, so people probably, tu- I mean, like people might have tuned out for the last 20 minutes, perhaps. But I don't think the fact that the soccer, I think that was that was actually worked out quite well. I think more people probably watched it because there was the soccer. The people who were going to watch the soccer thought they might as well watch the AFL as well. So it was. Well, on. you could you could get the start of the cricket, but then you know. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not. Yeah, so it's oh. like a, yeah, Red oh. Bull. Red Bull got out of business. Oh, <laughs> catered a, yeah. Cricket was terrible. Dreadful. Oh. But yeah. I don't, so you, you, don't, you don't think it was an issue? No, no. Yeah. I think it actually helped. The, I, I think it helped increase viewerships mm. for both, really, because I mean, I mean, I would never watch the World. I wasn't that interested in the World Cup, but I was up and and it was on a high from that match, and so I still went and watched it. And I'm sure there were lots of people who were the same. It was a heroic match. I, I know that. I know that that a lot of people don't like Essendon. I'm not so blind that I'm that I'm. You're so I blind, you bumped into the door on the way in. Exactly, yeah. Because someone was so the door said, "I don't like <laughs> Essendon." I didn't even see it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't pretend that everyone loves Essendon, but I think in any case, regardless of when you see the top side being usurped by a sort of lowly club in their home ground, I think everyone's going to watch that, regardless of whether they hate or Essendon or not. So I, and then the fact that yeah, they probably tuned. Granted, they would have started tuning out before the World Cup. Maybe they would have started tuning out when the broadcast began at nine thirty. But that was still three quarter time, so they got most of the. They got most of the match in. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think it really. I don't think it's affected. I don't think it affected the viewers. I'd be interested to see the ratings because I don't think they've mm-hmm. been released yet, have they? No. Um, another issue, and this is probably the biggest issue of the game, real damper in my opinion. Yeah. Was the umpiring? Oh yeah, without um, a doubt. And it was what, at one point West Coast had twenty five points, but twenty eight three kick free kicks. Yeah. Um, the fact that they chose three WA umpires to umpire this game was a blunder by the AFL. Hmm. Um, 
I'm not saying the umpires are biased, but umpires are biased. <laughs> umpires, <laughs> yeah. you I think people should forget umpires support teams. They yeah. have to support teams. Yeah. And and I've spoken to like I think I've spoken to I've spoken to a bath you know, low leagues, but I've spoken to a basketball referee, a football umpire, and they say, you know, they kind of you know, especially if someone pisses them off, they kinda of go a bit leeway. Exactly. Um, umpires every umpire in the AFL would be biased. Yeah. Between the clubs. Exactly. And it's not like just because an umpire is I mean, even if they don't actually support a club, they they might be players, like you say, that they don't like. They might be uh people. And that's why you have your protect your protected species in the AFL. The Martins, the Dangerfields, yeah. The Buddy Franklins. Yeah, the dust yeah, the, the Martins, yeah. So yeah, I I do think the umpire was pretty awful in this match. And I'm not not just saying that because Essendon got ludicrously Hugh compared 30, to um, was it thirty three to seventeen? Thirty three to seventeen. That is almost double the amount of free kicks. And and if I was if I was a club supporter, you know what supporter should be pissed off the most about this? What? Not Essendon. Mm. Fremantle. Yes. Because yeah. when this happens, when the West Coast gets a high amount of free kicks at home, the Victorian or oh yeah, St Kilda. So yeah, the the opposition coach would make a complaint. So mm. if I'll be like, oh, do they get more free kicks? They'll talk to the umpires. And Frio, when they play their next home game, will get the opposite treatment. Yeah. And the opposite club will get all the free <laughs> kicks. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. And does it ever happen the other way? Has Fremantle ever got lots of free kicks and then they've said, all right, we'll tighten up um, on West Coast? Frio's last. Like, I think the free kick count from 2000. Frio's dead last. Mm. Frio doesn't get free kicks. No. It's not just because they play a dirty style of game, is it? Oh, I think they have Valentine's, so probably, yeah. <laughs> like, why would you give him a free but kick? Yeah, he's out. I don't understand <laughs> it. Yeah. And Fife's gone as well. No, you, the um, the thing, yeah. I, and I, look, I'm not. I actually thought the umpiring against. I didn't. I didn't mind the fact that Essendon got far fewer because they were clearly playing a much more aggressive, attacking, rough style mm. of game. I'm prepared to accept that they got that they that that West Coast received more. What I thought was really disappointing, disheartening, and is an objective problem is the fact that they were over umpiring and. Players on both sides after the match were saying they they thought there was they just wish they'd let it go. They were, I was prepared to I I am more than happy to concede a few Essendon free kicks if it means that the game can just be yeah. allowed to continue organically. Uh, if you look at I mean overall there were fifty free kicks, which is absurd. Um, well, you know, that might be part of one of the 50,000 rule changes for next season. Yes, oh gosh, yeah. And that's the that's the other problem, isn't it? That the umpires, on the one, I don't f- so much feel bad for the umpires, but whoever's telling them, whoever's telling them oh, how I to... I would hate to be an umpire. Yeah. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll really touch on that, because we haven't had a chance to touch on that. The, apparently, you know, I think one of the, I think Brisbane said when they did their match simulation, it was a lot like AFLX. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing they're trying to make AFLX a thing. Yeah, yeah. But it, they, they, they're in a real danger, the AFL, of turning away fans in droves. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like, you know, imagine a European country, if they lose, if something, they they rule in soccer changed. Yeah. They they lose a soccer club and their country's dead. Yeah. Um, I'm not against turning to rugby. I enjoy rugby. Yeah. I'm not against turning to soccer. I, I enjoy soccer. How I love my Gaelic football and Gaelic football is on the same time yes, yeah. as um the AFL. I have other sports outside AFL. Yeah. So turning away from AFL wouldn't be the hardest thing in the world, especially mm. if they've changed. They've been thirty rule changes, adding zones, adding um, a shorter play clock, mm. which I obviously would have to mean the players get paid less, wouldn't they? Oh yeah. If the ga- if the if the season's shorter and the games are shorter, the players would the pay would get cut, mm. and then then they would change their mind about wanting the game to be shorter, wouldn't they? Yeah. It's just it's just the attitude is so knee jerk, isn't it? It's it's this 
a mentality that they can't let any kind of incident go past unchecked. If if there's something that's controversial or something that doesn't quite work, they're not prepared to just let it sit and see if it see if it fixes itself. They've always got to change it. It's a bit. I mean, it's exactly like how uh, you were saying in 2014. A really good example about how Dangerfield was scrapped for the um for the for five. the uh, sorry five of course sorry five was um was was scrapped from the ground low because of a headbutting rule that was there for I think a two month. days. Yeah. So you know that's yeah, and then and that and that kind of that the totally affected that um, that fast career. The rule, the taking out the leg rule, that's yeah, big for like two seconds. Yeah, it's it's confusing for the umpires, and it's uh, it sort of shows that this. But kind we're of talking about 30, 30 rule changes. Yeah, like changing where players line up, how many players on the field, how many interchanges, if there is an interchange. Yeah, it's so going to make it a different sport. Yeah, uh, what uh, what's this? this guy said? Um, this is about wrestling, and he mm. goes. Um, the reason why there was this wrestling wrestling organization in the 80s mm. that wanted to take wrestling back to the roots, back to the old days. Mm. And he said the reason why that never worked because sports evolved. You yeah. know. So the people the people who are saying they want AFL back to the way it used to be were the ones who played in the 90s into 2000s. And this is my biggest issue of having ex-players dominate the media. Because yeah. that's all they know. They know when they played. They yeah. want to know about today's game. In 20 years' time, you're going to have um, Dangerfield and Dustin Martin on Triple M saying... God, I wish the I wish the players you know played the way we played. You yeah. know the way we played was so different. Yeah, yeah. And then in forty years, those players will be on Triple M saying, "God, those players that yeah. don't play the way that we play, they play so much different. We yeah. want to be played the way we play." I really wish they umpire more. <laughs> they, they don't umpire enough. You know, there's there's only ten calls in that match. It was absurd. <laughs> yeah, and they really need to get they really need to reintroduce the interchange bench. That so was that's that's why that's why I think this yeah. whole changing pretty much changing the game, yeah. like you said, is yeah. a absolute. Um, Absolute debacle, to be honest. Yeah, and it's the attitude of the hierarchy, the hierarchy or corporate attitude of the uh, AFL that they can do what they want with the game. They feel like they can mess around with it without consulting the players, the fans, or the clubs. Oh, the fans don't get to say the fans are last. No, which, well, they're not really because they're the ones who. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, they don't have an actual voice, but they are ultimately what the AFL cares the most about because they're the ones that pay the AFL. They're the ones that go to go to. So that, that's why they post so common because they know the fans will go to the game. Yeah, and but if they but surely they should be aware the fans are going to stop going to the game if they keep changing the rules. So it's a weird, comp- weird situation. Well, the, the attendance is down this year, anyways. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back to Essen, maybe. Is this, 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 this yes. is this the podcast? That's what we're here to talk about. Yes. Why are we? Um, I can't believe. Yeah, but this is the best match of the season. We spent most of it ranking on the AFL and the umpires. Well, I think the game against Geelong was a better win. Uh this was a good win actually. You reckon? Nah, this was a better win. I mean, the, the game against Geelong, I think, was was great because it came after a long drought of wins yeah. and it was possibly unexpected but this was just phenomenal. Do you think Essendon, um, do you think John Worst was going to complain to the AFL remind them that they're a Victorian side? <laughs> Travelling to Brisbane twice, WA twice, Sydney once and South Australia once that's very that's very un-Victorian. Yeah, no, no. But we, like, and and Ess- Geelong. No, you're not playing Geelong. Didn't they? No, that's true. Oh, I've had a, I've had a, I'm not, I'm not going to get started on my Geelong rant because I've gone on a Geelong rant. Really? Well, Go on, do uh, it. Uh, I had my spotless rant. Yeah. You can do your Geelong go, rant. No, okay. So hey, you know how much money the AFL put in the, the new Skill Stadium, right? Yeah. The updated, you know, forty thousand. Yeah. ABCD Stadium. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like forty million dollars to get the stadium to what? I think forty thousand. There was forty-four thousand MCG at Geelong's home game. Yeah. Imagine being maybe because I live in Geelong now, but. Imagine being Geelong supporter. All the good home games, all the good home games against the big teams, Collingwood, Hawthorne. Mm. Yeah, the Hawthorne's usually the Queen's, um, the Easter Monday game, so that's fine. Yeah. But against Collingwood, against Richmond, against Essendon, at yeah. the stupid country game that's not at Geelong. Imagine being Geelong supporter, having to travel, you know, twenty dollars on the V line, yeah. there and back, 
to go to a home game. Yeah. And if anything, you know, they're home away from home should be Etihad for one. Two, why spend so much money in this stadium if they're only going to play shit clubs? Yeah. They, pl- they played the Gold Coast, GWS. I think they played Carlton, but Carlton's poor. Yeah. Wait for Carlton starts getting better. The reason why they played Richmond last year is because Richmond didn't make the eight in 2016. Right. They played St. Kilda there. They played, they played Sydney there. Yeah. Which I think is the best team they play is usually Sydney. Yeah. And... What a, I would hate to be a Geelong supporter. They don't trust. They don't trust that people can travel to Geelong to do it, don't they? And it's <laughs> ridiculous that you're right. That they why upgraded the, hell the stadium. Did they play. I get the final against Richmond being played at the MCG since they want you know the attendance. Yeah. But why against Sydney was it not at the, at the stadium? Why against Port Adelaide in 2014? Yeah, particularly. Why against North Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. And the attendance isn't going to be much smaller at Simmons. I mean, it's not yeah, like they're uh, going to be turning people away at Simmons, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like forty thousand. If you, you have this ground. That you spent so much money, I think ten years it was, yeah. building this ground up to make it as good as it is. Like forty thousand, yeah. They got the lights in so you can play Friday night games. Mm. Do not use this ground. Yeah, it baffles me. I know it's like they bought a two thousand dollar espresso machine and still go to the coffee place on the corner. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And again, I'm another good man. I spoke to this mate that he goes, he loves it. He well, sarcastic, of course. He goes, yeah. oh, I love going, you know, watch good games. Yeah. If you're a Geelong supporter, I would hate it. Play Collingwood at. A, at Simmons Stadium. Yeah. That's what the stadium's there for. It's not there to, so you to, to play Gold Coast. Yeah. And it's ridiculous because, like, when we go to, when, when teams play interstate mat, interstate teams, there's never an expectation that they're going to play anywhere besides their home ground. Then just, you, just say, oh no, well, this is real hypothetical here. Yeah. So just say Gold Coast are first and the other, right? I can't, I can't even imagine that. Even in a hypothetical, that's <laughs> too far. The human brain is not designed <laughs> to make mental leads that oh. great. But I think I can imagine it. Yeah. Well, I just say, yeah. So Gold Coast are yeah. first and the other, they're flying. Um, they're getting good crowds, so they're getting twenty thousand out of the game. You know, they're a success. They're playing yeah. Collingwood in this big game, and then the AFL moves it to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. It How stupid! It's exactly, exactly. Just because they've got a, it's a bigger city with a bigger stadium, mm. which they're not going to need. It's much better to probably let people not enter. The, it's tough shit. Yeah, Get yeah. Over it. Like I said there was forty something thousand. Are they called? Richmond have ninety six thousand members, right? Ninety six thousand yeah. now. There was forty four thousand at the game on Sunday. Yeah. So where were their members? Every game should be a sellout. Yeah, yeah. They had, um, Hawthorne had twenty five thousand at their game. Yeah. Um, for um, Burgoyne's three fiftieth. Yeah, and did it ever occur to um, did it ever occur to the AFL as well that if they actually put some more Geelong games in Geelong, that people from Geelong would become supporters? I mean, one of the reasons why I mean, not that Geelong is struggling with members, but one of the reasons they don't have as many members as they do is because. The people in Geelong think, well, why am I going to be rather bother becoming a member? Because I've got to go if I'm going to have to go out to Melbourne to see every yeah, home where, game. Where I live in Geelong, I walk out my house, I walk up a road, I can catch a bus. Yeah. Ten minutes on the bus, I get up and I walk five minutes to the stadium. Yeah. Instead of catching a train, or catching a bus or driving my car to the station. Yeah. Catching a train, spending I think it's like ten dollars there and back. Yeah. Um, then probably if you. Playing the MCG, you got to catch another uh, normal train, yeah. which adds more money to your Mikey. So Skill Stadium, um, so it's thirty six thousand. Yeah, I've just double checked, and they play nine matches there this year out of 22, 23. Well, most clubs play uh, like eleven, I think thirteen home games, mm. 12, 13 home games. Yeah. Um, against Richmond, what's a home game? Yeah, but granted, granted, those matches, those nine were play were people like uh, yeah. St Kilda, uh, Sydney, which is sort of okay, GWS. Uh, oh, they play Carlton there, which I, I yeah, think is Yeah, Carlton's struggling at the moment. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. And then they don't play, for the rest of the match, for the rest of the season, I don't believe they play another game at Simmons Stadium until July 21st when they play Melbourne. So, 
there you go. Melbourne's yeah. a big game. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, and it's not. But no one expected it to be a big game, did they? And no. then the next one, then it's Brisbane, and then, and then Fremont, Fremantle. Mm. So yeah. Anyway, that's still so, like, oh. yeah, yeah. Like I just think it's the dumbest thing in the AFL. Yeah, you know they're saying, oh, you you have your cake and you you know you want to eat it too. Yeah, yeah. They have their cake and just leave it out. Yes, yeah, yeah. They have this perfectly nice, you know, moist cake and they just nut. Yeah, well, the cake's starting to get soggy now. Yeah, pretty much. Can I um just and on that note, just to take that rant, seeing as we're you're, you're sort of a grander version I've of your long rant. I've been gone for two weeks, so let's let's just. <laughs> yeah, so you've been in Townsville, you've got a lot of angst, anxiety oh. to build up. You've got a lot of you've got a lot of Townsville, North Queensland stress to release. I get that. <laughs> what I was going to say is that during the week, I wrote uh, an article for the Footy Almanac and did a bit of research into uh, into into how much money the AFL's made, and it's absurd. They had a forty-eight million surplus. They've they this is the third year in a row they've recorded they've made a record profit. I think it was something like $670 million the AFL made last year. So they are not in any kind of financial dire straits at all. They are they are rolling the yeah, money. Ticket, ticket prices up, footy record prices going up. Exactly. And uh, yeah, the ways they've done it is quite unscrupulous, some would say. But that, I mean, that's besides the point. What I was going to say is, and just on that point about Geelong, they have the money that they can take some risks and give the fans what they want, such as a Tassie team, a Northern Territory team, a Canberra team. Uh, they can they can you know do, do things like having a country match actually in the country and afford well, to play to, to take the risk of playing games at Simmons Stadium because there's a nice stadium in Ballarat. I know ba- um, Bulldogs playing Ballarat. Yeah, yeah. But there's a nice stadium in Ballarat for you know a country game. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, the, uh, probably I mean, do you know what the capacity of that stadium is? Um, ten thousand. Okay, so they've got the money to upgrade that and then move move people to move some of the Bulldogs games to Ballarat so yeah, that people in Ballarat can experience it. Yeah, but the fact that Ballarat, this is another rant I've had. I think I had yeah. it years ago. We should do a separate Ballarat podcast about rants. Go yeah, on. yeah. Ballarat, I think Ballarat should have had a football team. Yeah, Ballarat yeah, would, yeah. would be a much better city. Ballarat mm, and Bendigo yeah. would be in a much better city if they got an original footy footy team. Yeah, it's good because enough Victorian teams have always said. But no, you're right. I, I sort of oh, see what you mean. Like yeah, I mean if they had to put it, if they had to put another Victorian team, I think yeah. I'm talking about like no, I'm talking about when the AFL started, the VFL started. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, because yeah. they had a team in Geelong, but they have a team in Ballarat and Bendigo as well. Mm. Even wait till maybe the late 40s when you know people, you know, population started growing. Mm. I feel like you know, there's so much, there's so much. I, I think I've told, I think I've gone from my round how I think the AFL was a big screw up, mm. like the whole doing the AFL. Mm. I think I, I think I said it with Jeff, um, when me and Jeff did the podcast because I said, um, the doggies is going to piss off a lot of people, but who cares? Yeah. Um, I said the doggies of Fitzroy should emerge. Yep. That merge, no matter what, that merge should have gone through. Definitely stuffed what the doggy supporters you were crying about. Yeah, um, that means and um, North Marvel would have moved up to Brisbane. Yeah, merge with the Brisbane Bears. Yeah. So that is so we just so we we go into seven teams. Oh, and then um, be smart with your thing. Well, the fact that they put a Brisbane team in there is, is stupid. Maybe. Uh, oh, sorry. The original one is moved South Melbourne to Tassie. Oh yeah, that would that I agree so with that. So I'm going yeah, to back there. They should have moved South Melbourne to Tassie. Yeah. Started with West Coast and Adelaide. Mm. Not Brisbane. Merge the Doggies and Fitzroy. Yeah. Relocate St Kilda or North Melbourne. Yeah. To uh, maybe Brisbane. Then you can <laughs> add your Port Adelaide, your Fremantle. It's like a game of Jim Rummy. And then you know your Sydney team because I think Sydney again it was a great place, great place of footy. Yeah. Sydney. So you move a team to Sydney. Then you move a team to Brisbane. Yeah. So now you have a Tasmanian team, a Sydney team, a Brisbane team, um, WA team, South Australia team, teams everywhere. Yeah. 
And and it, the only thing is oh, the and only Melbourne and Hawthorne would merge as well. The only part part of that I'd I'd contravene is why would you not put Brisbane? Because I, I do see I do well, think there is logic to moving. The Brisbane Bears had nothing. AFL was like, here's a Brisbane team. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, so what do we have? A team. Well, they could Where have. Where do we play? Yeah, yeah, Gold so Coast, but with Brisbane. Yes. So they could have. So yeah, granted, they could have probably put some more money into, and really made the Brisbane Bears. A proper like, side. I'm, not, I'm not implying the AFL doesn't care about Queensland football at all. No, no. there's, there's nothing that would indicate that, oh, is there? No, not implying no. that at all. I reckon Brisbane. Sh- I'm worried Queensland are going to overtake yeah, Victoria Queen, I think in yeah, enthusiasm for Aussie rules. I actually saw football being played up in Townsville. I watched my brother play. Did you? Yeah, no, there are some future stars there. <laughs> Mark my words. Oh, <laughs> boy to the boy to the wow all, to the wee. They looked at the um, they looked at the ball and said, "What's this strange thing? Why is it?" Why, <laughs> Pretty much. Kick it. <laughs> why, is, why have you got such a thin neck? <laughs> Pretty much. What's that thing between your head and your body? <laughs> uh, but now, yeah, I'm not implying the AFL doesn't care about Brisbane. No. Not, no. Uh, no, you're right, Queensland footy. Yeah. Gold Coast and Brisbane have been such success stories. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah I, I I'm worried when we play mm. them because I don't think they'll be able to fit the stadium. Nah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think Devin Smith played well. <laughs> Well, we'll, get, we'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll get back. We'll go jump straight in. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you really want to say about this match? I uh, mean, it was apart from the fact it was nah. ex- extraordinary. Great um, win. Because um, we're going to talk about Essen's later on. We'll talk about Essen's run home. Yeah. So I might touch on that match a bit later on. But we'll jump to the maybe the news that might damper Essen's season because, you know, yeah. you've got to have a sandwich. You've got to have the positive, negative, and positive. Yeah, so have yeah. a sandwich here. Yeah. With Joe Dunherb, um could be out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's it is sad and true that he has that we have probably done better without him we, since he left. He, he, I think he was out for the, uh, he, I know he's out for the DWS match. I think that was the first match he didn't uh, play. He missed the Geelong game as well. Sorry, yes, he missed the Geelong match, but then since then they've beaten Geelong, DWS, uh, Brisbane, and now West Coast, and they've only lost to Richmond, which is fairly expected. So I mean, their their form since he left has been fantastic. That's not to say uh, that's not to say that you know he's not a good player that they shouldn't be in the side, but I think he was just overworked. I think this is proof that he was too stressed. And I think he was injured. He was injured at the start of the year. Well, exactly. Yeah, and for some reason that was never picked up on. Um, and and like in a match last night, if he'd been in good form, we would have even slaughtered. Mm. We would have slaughtered West Coast as opposed to just comfortably beating them because there were so many shots that if he if he'd been behind, he could have he would have really. He would have really enjoyed a match like that, where he had space, where he could, where he could kick freely, where he had time to to concentrate and kick and kick it long, and we had spent so much time in our fifty in our fifty that he could have taken marks. I think Danaher would have flourished in a in a match like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, I'm guessing he had a preseason injury. He was injured preseason because mm. he never got going, and then you know I think it was poor, poorly managed by Essendon. Yeah, yeah, very much. The so. whole thing, letting him play. Cause I know we called for him to get dropped. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't get how they could like the the injury that he had. What was that? It was a um, wasn't oh, it wasn't was ADSL, it? was it? It was a ankle, some of that. Yeah, it was always it was something that had been there for a while. Mm. It was strain on something. Pretty so much. It wasn't like he'd broken something that was that had happened immediately. They should have picked up on that much much earlier, particularly with the, all the physios and health experts they've got hanging around the club now. It shocks me that no one picked that up and didn't call for him to be. I rested. agree. Yeah. Um. And then we also got Zara Rakers and Parrish out, but Parrish wasn't even playing in the senior team when he got out. But I don't think that I think Danaher, especially in, I think games like Sydney, you, when you need a, like a proper shootout. Yeah. The issue like your game, none of your games. I think oh sorry, JBS was the shootout. Like I thought JBS were going to overtake you, but um, when mm. they got to like three points at three at a time. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll get to it in the next one. Is if we were, if the season ended today, mm. um, who would you think would win the best and fairest? Um, you're not gonna say Devin Smith, are you? I am gonna say you know I'm gonna say Devin uh, Smith. Wow, what a spoiler! I'd say I'd say probably I'm uh, aside. I'd I'd guess I'd look I'd say Cripps probably. Cripps. Um, from Carlton. Why is he winning the Essendon Best and Fairest? Oh, from the Essendon Best and Fairest, you mean? Yes. But Essendon, oh, this is an well, Essendon podcast. Well, I, okay. Well, God. Yeah, but, the, but, the, but I had to break it to you, Liam, but there are other teams in the Best and Fairest besides Essendon. I'm may talking, no, the fact that I'm Essendon, talking about the may, Brownlow medal. You may have noticed the fact that Essendon hasn't won, for, hasn't won the Brownlow for three years. No, wink, that wink. That is terrible math, wink, by wink, the way. Wink, wink, wink. So, who won, so what Essendon play won in 2015? Watson. Uh, Joe Watson won the Brownlow in 2015. Yeah, don't remember? I remember Nathan Fife winning in 2015. Sorry, sorry, two years. I, I like 2016-2015 blend. How long is 2012? No, no, you, no, no. You forget that Watson won in 2016. 2012. What? 2012. Hang on. Oh, I, I, I had a bump in the head last week. I actually lost my faculties. Did jo- Watson? Watson? The Watson thing happened in 2012. I could. I'm sure I remember it happening in 2014 or 15. No, because it went Watson. But then you're right. It was Fife though. Watson won and then got taken off him in 2012. Yeah. 2013 was Gary Ablett. Yeah. 2014 was Prittis. 2015 was Fife. 2016 was Dangerfield. 17, 17 was, was Martin. Oh, well, gee, wow. I'm, I'm so out of it. Sorry, I apologise. Well, yeah, right, so they haven't won for six years. So Yeah, you can't even do that now. That's pointless. So, wow. yeah, gee, that was a low point in the yeah. podcast. Do you want to cut it out? No, I'm keeping that in. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm gonna record, keep that part, that bit of you farting before the before the show. Off. Okay. Um, I was going to say... character. I was going to say... <laughs> it's a more rounded audio experience. Um, <laughs> I think... Uh, so what? So you really think Smith would be our best and fairest? I think champ? he'll be winning there at the moment. Why? He's good. Why? Well, he's good, but he's not, a, he's not that strong. He hasn't played that often. He's played every game. Stephen Smith? Yeah. Has he missed a game this year? I'm sure. I think he missed one. I think he missed round, Maybe round he missed 12. He, missed, he missed round 12, I think. Right. I don't know. I feel like he's been the overall best player. Goal what, what makes you say that? I mean, he's been, you know, he's he's, he's, he's been a good goal kicker, but... Oh, tackling the pressure, just more around the ground stuff. He's been really well. Really yeah. good. But he also is quite a, he's also quite a, a hot-headed player. I mean, he gave away two free 50s last night. Well, who would you say would be winning? I think probably either Tiff and Woody or if Sard hadn't been it longer. In terms of best and fairest, I'd say that I'd it maybe even Bell Chambers, possibly Zaharakis if he wasn't if the fact except for the fact he's been injured recently, or um or even Bagley to be honest. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give it to I would I wouldn't Devin Smith would not be by any means my top choice. Well, let's quickly go through the forgotten gem I have. Yeah. The nineteen hundred goal kicker, leading goal kicker. Who is? Albert Thurgood. Far out. Why did I bring him up, though? I don't know. Good job, said Andrew. Um, why, did I, why did you bring that up, Liam? He was a two-time VFA Premiership player. So that was before the VFL. No, 1892 to 1894. Mm-hmm. So 37, yep. Then moved over to WA. This is in the 1800s. Played for the female WA team. Won two flags there. Um... Um, five and six. So he played in five straight flags. Yeah. And then moved back to Essendon, played in the 1901 Premiership team, was mm. the VFA leading goal kicker for the three Premiership years, was the WAFL leading goal kicker from 95 to 97, then was the leading goal kicker in 1990 where he tied with Geelong's mm. 
after a long time where it was just Teddy Lockwood because they had weird names back then. No one had a normal name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone was a Wood or a Smith or something. <clears throat> um, it was the best and fairest one in 1901. Five-time Essendon goal kicker. Essendon Team of the Century. Essendon Hall of Famer. Western Australian Hall of Famer. And this is the cherry on top. Mm. Ranked ninth in the 2002 um, Essendon Champion of Essendon voting list. Mm. Have you ever heard of him? I, I I knew his name. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. He's, he's flown he's under the radar. The ninth, this, so this in 2002, they did a vote. Mm. He was voted ninth all-time greatest Essendon player. Yeah. Do you know who voted first was? Uh, either Heard or uh, Coleman no. or... I'm not sure. Or Come on, he's a three-time Brown the medalist. No, not Watson. No, not Watson. I mean... <laughs> Um, hang on. Third, uh, the first, the best Essen player of all time. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I'm not sure if it's not Coleman. It's not. It's not. It'll be some obscure player from. Who, who is it? Dick Reynolds. Did, oh, did Dick Reynolds win three Brownlows? Yeah, he won one. Yeah, like his first oh. two seasons. I thought he won. I, I, I thought he only won the first two. I didn't realize he won a third. Nah. Okay, <laughs> and. Yeah, Dick Reynolds, yeah, he was a legend. He was way before my time. I don't know much about Dick Reynolds, to be honest, but wow, clearly. Wow, we read a history book, mate. Oh, thanks, yeah, just because uh. I don't... I, I actually get my information about the best by watching the matches rather, oh, sorry, than, just, sorry. rather than go to Wikipedia um, the 1930s, during the show. The 1930s were produced by Optus, so yeah, <laughs> very, very hard to watch. Yeah, well, it was, it was, hard, yeah, yeah, it was difficult to watch because they, you know, uh. they, there was a, every time I tried to watch the 1935 grand final, they said, sorry, there's an error loaded this content. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, isn't that all right? When I looked at him up, it was how fascinating that. Yeah. Especially back then, he had such a. Not just that, he played in total, so between Essendon, mm. the VFA, Fremantle, WAFA, mm. and the VFL. 151 games for 400 goals. Yeah. This that's is remarkable. back in those days. This is. That's an absolute phenomenal career. Mm, mm. It's incredible. That, that, that is. That, and the fact that he's, that he's so unheard of by most people on the. By most people on the Essendon circuit. Just in the footy circuit. That is a absolutely. That is an amazing career. Mm. Oh, these are the days where players usually play like for five seasons, they and they kick like ten goals. Yeah, before they have to go back and work on the railroad. Pretty much, and he is—he's He played in six flags, mm. five in a row. Played in six. That would have been uncomfortable. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. He's was so an eleven-time leading goal kicker. Far out. This is unheard of. Yeah, and this is yeah. back in the early days, like. I don't think Buddy Franklin's an 11-time leading goal kicker. No, no, no. Like, that is phenomenal stuff. And I'm really hyped. And he was, um, he was educated at Brighton Grammar School as well. Uh, so I'm surprised. I thought Coleman was our leading goal kicker. No, 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 he is. Oh, no, Lloyd's your leading goal kicker now. Yeah. By mile. But, like, I think Coleman only finished off. He played 98 and kicked, like, 500 goals. Yeah. But, but th- this is the days of plays and kicked many goals. This is yeah. This is a phenomenal. Like, I'm glad I stumbled across this. This is yeah. a phenomenal statistic. Fantastic. Oh, he did die in a car accident. That's sad. Oh, dear. Shout out, shout out to <laughs> So he's not as good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's what makes this a bittersweet podcast. Uh, what's what's his name again? Uh, Albert Thurgood. Albert Thurgood. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard Thurgood. In fact, I think there's a Thurgood room at the Essendon, at the Essendon, um, uh, Wind, at Windy Hill. But, yeah. See, that's probably the best thing about an, an old club like Essendon. Mm. Uh, you've got those, the history. Like I said, that is a phenomenal. And I know I'm, yeah. I'm really gushing about this guy, but that's yeah. a... F- I don't know if you paid much attention to the 1900s. I've done a lot of research for like the early days of the VFL, the VFA, and that. Yeah, that is a career that was unheard of at yeah. the time, like unheard of until I think um, Coventry played. 
yeah. kicking goal after goal, and that is fantastic. Mm. Let's quickly jump to the uh, the reserves, and it's quite easy. Yep. The VFL had a buy. They yep. played Box Hill. That wasn't too bad. The FIFRW had a buy. Had a buy. They played Box Hill. <laughs> the FIFRW, the, 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 the wheelchair league, had a buy. They played Collingwood. They played Collingwood. There you go. Yeah. Done. Nice. Easy. That was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out to our VFL fans. Yeah. Fantastic. I must say, though, I watched the last um, the v- VFL game against Cobalt where they thrashed them by 94 points, and that was fantastic to watch. Aaron Merritt had a, st- a stunning, stunning... Jackson Merritt. Jackson Merritt, sorry, had a stunning Merritt. I'm getting from you between Aaron Heppel and Dyson Heppel and Zach Merritt and and Aaron and, uh, and Jackson Merritt, but yeah. yeah. I love how you bleed red and black. You're fantastic. I am. I, I literally do bleed red and black. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's something seriously wrong with my veins. You should go see a doctor. I shouldn't, blood, I shouldn't bleed black. <laughs> As opposed to you, which they might. Uh, so that was, um, that was, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. That was a good match, the Kobe match, and it, uh, it, it, it's, it, if it, particularly when you have a terrible loss like the one to Richmond, it's nice to come watch a bit. So yes, now this is a big part, the big part of the fixture, not the fixture, big part of the season. Mm. Essendon, they've got a lot of ground to make up. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, and I know, trying to be honest with some people is very hard, but they're currently um, twelfth. They leapfrog Fremantle. Um, mm. They're both on the same wins. Um, 24 points, both from six wins. Yeah. So, Essendon is, well, they're also with Adelaide on six wins. GWS has a draw. Um, Hawthorne's got an easy game against Gold Coast, and I think, yeah, North Melbourne's got an easy game against the Doggies. Yeah. So, there could be two games out of the eight, and um, half a game behind GWS, or throughout the line. So, they could be, yeah, a game and a half at the eight. So, yeah, it's uh, it could be, this is, this is going to be a fascinating match. Personally, yeah. I don't think Essendon can make the finals now. Oh, I still, th- I still think it's too hard. Yeah, yeah. Because I have North Melbourne, who, um, who knows about North yeah. Melbourne? They, they, they're like top eight team. They, they, they're holding, they're holding on to that top eight spot. Yeah. Um, then Collingwood, who are flying at the moment, um, they only need to play one quarter against Gold Coast Suns, and that should be a win. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fremantle at at Eddie Hatch, so that should be a win as well. Even though for your Smash Carlton, their yeah. way record's still very poor. Against Sydney at Etihad Stadium. Yeah. Um, depends on Hawthorne shows up. Should have a win. So I've got two, two, I'll say, there's two certain wins. Yeah. Against um, Gold Coast and St Kilda. Yeah. 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 So I'm trying to get up the stats yeah. of when uh, when Essendon played, like, last played North Melbourne. Continue, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'll listen. Sorry, I'll listen. it was just funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, can you tell I was listening? I was listening, yes. You know, I can just do this, right? All this awesome thing. Oh, oh sure. It's amazing. Actually, no, I can't. There's no Mac. Oh, there it is. No, it's not. Don't Wait, worry. Do you want to edit all this out? No. It's funny. It's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, no one listens to the podcast. And professionalism. <laughs> no one listens to it. So. You begging your audience. Me, he's trying to research on the, on the fly. Audience. We are so good. That audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the flu of our audience. Oh, well, last year, I sent the feed in offline because the latter, so I know that. Yeah. But, but we don't have a great record against them, though. No. But then, Gold Coast and St. Kilda should be the certain wins. Fremantle, you would probably say, is a, what, 70-30? Because mm. Freo's on a roll as well, and especially if they can... I think 70-30 is a loss, yeah. No, no, 70-30 is a win. Oh, yeah. Because that Eddie had. Yeah, st- that doesn't matter much. <laughs> Freo yeah, at the moment have almost as good a record at Eddie had as Essendon do after last ma- after last oh. week. Yeah. I don't I don't think they can beat Freo, personally. Um, Then Sydney, which should be a loss. Hawthorne would yeah. be interesting. Collingwood, depends what Collingwood and Essendon show up. Yeah. And then you got Richmond the MCG and that went so well last time. <laughs> and then Adelaide and Adelaide Oval. We should win. You should win. Yeah. Oh, that's a big oh, we'll talk. Be, I, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident um, Adelaide is going to crash and burn from now on. They've got oh. no bet. They've been relying on Eddie Betts the whole Long season. Adelaide. It's been Eddie Betts versus. Long Adelaide. I said Port. 
Did you? Sorry, I just I thought you said Adelaide. I didn't think we. I, didn't I think did we say Adelaide. Port. I said Port Adelaide. And now we play Port Adelaide. Yeah, Port Adelaide. You yeah. Said, yeah, fair enough. I didn't hear you say the Port. I, I can tell. So <laughs> Port Adelaide. In that case, I don't think we will win. Oh no. Yeah, no, fair enough. But you, I mean, I mean, for the for the exercise of it, I reckon we. You, do you think we would have beaten Adelaide? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Gold Coast can beat Adelaide at the moment. <laughs> that is oh, burn shots fire. That is a pretty big insult. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gold Coast can kick a goal in the last quarter against Adelaide <laughs> at the moment. So out of those. I reckon we can beat North, Gold Coast, possibly Collingwood, like you say, if we're on a good day. Frio and St Kilda. And St Kilda. What do you think? I wouldn't say Frio. I reckon we'll lose to Frio, Saints and Richmond. The fact that he had Frio has a terrible away record yeah, this year. Yeah. Even though they smashed Carlton, yeah. they still don't have the best away record. Um, so I, that's not enough to make finals. No. So they've got to pull something special. They have, would have to beat, like we said, Collingwood. Sydney or Hawthorne. They'll have to win, at least win two of those games. I think they can beat Hawthorne. Yeah. I, on I, a good day. I'm, I'm not even high on Hawthorne this year. Actually, no. I'm not high on anything. No team's good this year. No. It's who's the, the least worst. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's, a, that's a spirited way of looking at this it's fantastic much, game, house, isn't it? It's true, though. Mm, can't wait for the 30 new rule changes. <laughs> so, we've got out, we made a rule that Hawthorne, whenever there's a free Hawthorne, must, you must go to Hawthorne. Um, it's well, it's another, not the you know coffee going yeah. around with Clarko. Another rule that is that the Sydney are allowed to play twice as many players when they play in Sydney. Um, a new rule that Gold Gold Coast automatically lose matches now. No, Gold Coast games only go to three quarter time. Playing Brisbane is now counted as a buy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, playing Carlton is now counted as a buy. Playing Carlton is now counted as charity. So Friday, Friday um, night games are cancelled. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. One more thing before we finish up this podcast is just while it's topical, what do you think about last night being a Thursday night match? Do you, there's been a bit of tough like topic Thursday about night. it. I like Me Thursday too. Night. Me too. Oh, it, it works well with um, South Australia and WA. Yeah. I even though Port had terrible crowds, but Port has terrible crowds. It's, yeah, that doesn't make any difference. Um, hmm. and yeah, it doesn't doesn't work for Victoria. And it was it was still a very successful crowd last night. It was fifty thousand, I think. Well, um, West Coast always gets good crowds. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and I think that was the highest. Uh, I think there was a stat that, that was the highest um, away, uh, or highest opposition attendance from any match at Optus so far this year. So that's something. Mm. But yeah. yeah, so overall, it was a good win, good week for Essendon. Yeah. Um, uh, mm. Wrap things up. Definitely. I actually, and like I mean, I do want to, the other thing about this win is you know the GWS match and the Geelong match. I'm thinking, oh, let's not get excited. I, I, you know, it was sort of everyone was telling ourselves this isn't that doesn't mean much. It was a lucky win. They played well, but they're not. That's not a sign, but I think beating West Coast, uh, even, even with that mm. kind of sober rationality, I still think they. Uh, I think, I think it was an amazing the, match. Yeah, interesting how the season plays out. Mm. So this is the Flying Out podcast. Glad to be back. Thank you. We'll draw. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week since there's no game, but definitely. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs>